Yo, 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 welcome to the Gabe and Walt show. My name is Gabe and I'm joined by uh, my other, other, other better half. Okay, those are guys that follow me on the other podcast know that I have many better halves. But in this podcast, off of the uh, title of the show, Walt, say what's up. Say what's up. <laughs> um, thank you guys for joining us this week for this uh, episode. Uh, we did miss you guys for a week. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, my other better half, Walt, over here underwent some uh, some some shoulder reparations. I think yep. now is a, a cyborg and can blast off into the sky and take off all the evildoers. Um, exactly. When he finishes recovering, <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> that's we got to take a day off or a week off rather to to kind of rehabilitate before we can start hitting buttons with that with that arm. Actually, I still can't hit buttons with the arm. You I'm still, still can't hit buttons. I'm still one. I'm still one winging it. So, oh it's man, gonna, how much mobility do you have in that arm? Uh, I could move from the elbow down. Okay, but so. you can't lift. You can't. You can't. You. you okay. Yeah, I can't. I can't do that yet. PT probably starts for me in about two weeks or so. So you so. can basically do like the Misto Roboto dance. Yeah, I could. I could do this with my <laughs> other hand. You know, that's about it. Kung Fu grip, right? <laughs> oh man, we got action. Action Walt with the Kung Fu grip. There you go. There you go. So, with only. Three points of articulation, not four. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, before we get started, just to get through this, uh, once again, thank you guys for joining us. Please like, rate, share, and subscribe. Um, It's the best way to support the podcast by getting the word out there that we exist. Um, So we appreciate y'all. We got a lot of stuff to kind of get through regarding the uh, NFL um, postseason and all the craziness that's happening. Um, some basketball stuff, some baseball stuff. So why don't we just jump right into football? Well, please tell me, for those of us, including myself, that don't know enough about football, what's been going on? It Especially is on the start, Jets side. Yeah, it is the start of the... I always I always find this funny how they, how they reference this. The legal tampering period um, in NFL. You know, it's you know. funny because I, this is actually, I think maybe it's the first time that I realized that they called it that. But when I started hearing those terms around, I was like, oh, is there like some sort of a other, um, like other scandal that's happening regarding tampering and stuff like that? I had mm-hmm. no idea until I realized that this is just what they call this part of the postseason, I guess. Yeah, it's it's weird because um, I, I think... It has to do a lot with the fact, um, and I could be wrong, but Bill Belichick um, or some some other, but I I think for some reason, Bill Belichick kind of pops into my head. Um, He was kind of busted for... um, Always Bill Belichick. Yeah, he kind of got busted for reaching out to players before it was actually time. So they've kind of broken it down. So... In the off season, um, you're not once the off season finishes, you're not supposed to talk to other players, you know, especially if they're under contract. Mm-hmm. Um, but now with this legal tampering period, um, you can actually reach out to players who are under contract with other teams, uh, who have just come off, you know, they're just free agents, and you can actually offer them, start talking to them. And offer them contracts. So I think it's hilarious that Bill Belichick is at the root of every single problem. Yeah. Uh, in the NFL, 
And I think it's him. I, not I'm, every problem. Not, not every. Not every problem. But listen, I just as had, I, I just want to say that it's him. You had you had Spygate where um you know Eric Mangini kind of ratted him out, um, and you know he got he also got busted during the the Super Bowl against the Rams, right? Way yeah. back when. Mm-hmm. So um yeah we you got know the flake gate we got spy is spy gate spy gate we have uh now uh, uh flora's gate you know it's crazy <laughs> it's crazy he's kind of he's kind of in the middle of everything you know so he's kind of like he's kind of like the, the 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 old dad that embarrasses you at every single party like it's like oh you know he has all these accomplishments but he's also the guy that's going to like do the oops yep <laughs> You know, actually, before we get into this legal tampering uh, phase of the discussion, the biggest news, NFL news to come out of this weekend is what? I told you so. Brady's not retiring. Brady is not retiring. for all of what, like three weeks? Yeah, that was it. Listen, there is you got to you got to look at it this way, right? Brady, we can't probably put ourselves in his position, but Brady has been at the pinnacle of his his particular job function employment whatever you want to call it for how many years mm-hmm. and then just to walk away from it like that like what does a guy like that do afterwards and well, I, i'm pretty sure that was part of the process for him because yeah. you go from doing all of these things to make sure you're on top and all of a sudden you're not doing anything well it's not even that i think i think you know? that uh you know we spoke about this before that um, whether it was on a podcast or just completely separate outside of the podcast, I can't remember. But we did speak about this where it kind of seems like Brady wasn't planning on retiring. But because all these tributes were being done and everything, he kind of felt like he was pushed into it, into just acknowledging it just to get people to stop with the speculation. But yeah, like, even his, even his own dad, even his own dad takes to, to social media to be like, hey, he's not retiring. Like nothing's yeah. been set in stone. So that tells you that, like, yeah, I think maybe he was really considering coming back. And then when you think about the fact that he didn't have a bad season, no, you know, he if didn't. it wasn't for Antonio Brown and some other little issues happening um, to the team over the course of the season, especially Injuries. the end of the season. Injuries you know, was a big part. It's not, it's not that Tom Brady was now over the hill. It's just that like this, you know, with the exception of a couple little things, he was just he was right there, you know, competing for the bowl, you know. Yeah. And listen, he said he wanted to play until he was 45. Um, he is what, 44 now? So he's he's still had one year left. <laughs> I think I <laughs> think know? I don't think that it's I don't think that that's the metric. I no, 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 no. He wants not. he wants the eight Super Bowls. He doesn't like the number seven. He wants yeah. eight. And I think that and, that's and what it is. It's like you said, why you're going out on top. Great. You know what? He would be one of the few players that do it and stuff. But it's clear he still has plenty of talk in the tank. You can make it a case he should have been the NFL MVP this year. Yeah, I think so. You know I, what I'm I saying? I think he definitely should have. I think that, like, I don't think that it should have gone to Aaron Rodgers. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. I think eight I think eight Super Bowls is better than four MVPs. So Yeah. So, listen, um, at the end of the day, it also helps out the Bucks because um, he would have cost them a crap load of salary cap. Um, and they would have still had to replace him. Exactly. So in, in a way, it kind of works out for both of them. Um, now it just remains to be seen whether all those free agents that the Bucks have will come back for that one year run. 
you yeah. know, because that's yeah. that's all Brady's promising at this point. He's got one more year. Let's run it back. Let's get back to the Super Bowl. Let's win the damn thing. So, could you imagine that the Bucks they they decide to co- convince Brady to come back for one year as their tactic to sign all these free agents? Hey, listen, it's quite it's possible. like all right. Well, like if we can if we could just get him to come back for one year, then we can lock in the rest of the team moving forward. Yeah, but I don't think those guys are going to stay for more than a year. I, I think they're, they're they're probably signing one year contracts, knowing the fact that Brady's not coming back for that second year afterwards. Yeah. yeah. So they'll they'll make the push one more time. They may be able to attract free agents that are willing to take less to try and get to that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that one Super Bowl pu- push, yeah. knowing that you know Brady's going to be super locked in and stuff. So this this is going to help the Bucks. Now, whether they can sign everybody, that's a different story. Yeah. But, you know, that remains also, to be seen. That, 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 that was huge. That really was huge. Yeah, that's um, probably the biggest story, really, since the last time we spoke, you know, on this podcast. Yeah. On this podcast. So, yeah, but. Uh, so, yeah, so legal tampering. Legal tampering. Whatever that is. Started, started out with a bang on Monday. Um, a number of players have moved since then. The Jets and the Giants, um, the Jets have been particularly active. Giants, not so much. Um, we all know why the Giants haven't been able to as much as I really want them. They just literally don't have the money to spend. They are actually at this point, they did they did sign two free agents, um, mm-hmm. two offensive linemen, you know, which, which is probably a really good thing because if you really want to find out what Daniel Jones is all about, you're going to have to protect them. So, yeah. At least they're doing the right things in terms of bringing those free agents. But as of right now, my understanding is that they are now $24 million over the cap. So they're going to have to either be restructuring players' contracts or probably cutting them outright. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if the net gain in the next couple of days is negative for them because they'll probably bring in two, but probably cut four or five. Or at least try and restructure them, but um, you know it, it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough road it's for the Giants. It's a little bit tough here. You know, I actually I don't I, I I think it's actually a good thing that we don't have the salary cap space because it allows Joe Shane and, and Dable to to kind of yeah. go in there. You know, take a look at what they have in the house. Take a look at what they have in the house, and still have the safety net of saying like, "Oh, well, you know, if we have a crap season, for example, they could be like, oh, you know, we didn't have we didn't have cap room in order to like make anything really happen last year.' You know, so they got like a little bit. They 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 got like a little bit of a fallback. You know, yeah. if uh, they don't do well, you know, because imagine if we had all the cap space and they could do whatever they want in this first year, and they go out and 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 get these players or don't get that player, and then they have a crap season. Then what's the excuse? You know, I mean, obviously the excuse is going to be that, oh, it's our first year, but they have kind of a little bit of a fallback now, you know? Um, if you if you really look at the free agent market the way it is right now, and it's kind of it kind of like mirrors the the draft this year, there's no true studs out there. But there's a lot of little pieces that will help you build the team. And and I guess for the Giants, that's kind of a good thing, right? Because yeah. uh, you're not missing out. At yeah, yeah any we're not missing out on anything. Big, yeah. no, you're not yeah, mixing out not this deal, make know? it or break it stud that, you know, you'd be like, oh, man, I wish we had him. You know what I mean? Yeah. And there's no one out there like in free agency either. That's really worth like having to like kind of, 
break the bank for. Not that we have any cap space to break the bank for with, but this, we're not really missing out on anything this year. That's why it yeah. kind of makes sense to like give Dan Jones another year simply because there's nothing else out there anyway. You know, I mean, most of those pieces are gone already because you, you look at... Um, you could have had Russell, Trubisky, but that's that's it. You know, right. Russell Wilson, he was definitely out of the picture because we don't have I, cash I, space I, even he, if we had the He was a capital. trade. Yeah, he was yeah. a trade. Same thing with Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper is a guy that got traded. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I don't know if he would necessarily fit with you guys again because of the cap. So, again, you know... There, there may have been some people out there, but un, if we're talking about realistically speaking, they probably wouldn't have fit well with the, the Giants considering yeah. their salary cap issues. Um, Jets, on the other hand, have been very active in the uh, the free agent market. They are, I think, they have about $25 million under the cap just for free agents. Um, I think it's a, a total of $31 million overall. That makes them the third team with the highest free agent free agency cap space the third most viable team yeah and and they've been they've been doing their things i mean um as it stands right now you know and we're recording here on tuesday at four o'clock in the afternoon um they've only lost one player um they lost their their nose tackle um fatakuski um but you know they've they've re-signed a couple of their pieces. They got Braxton Berrios's back. Yeah, that's great. But who wants you know? Fettuccini anyway? No, he was actually a pretty <laughs> joking. Yeah. No, I just no, wanted to make that joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little but bit delayed was, on that one though. Yeah, he was actually a, a pretty good player for the Jets, but he was not a guy that I would have necessarily thrown money at. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, it's sad to see him go, but you know, not you know, mind mind blowing and stuff. Um, we signed Braxton Berrios. We signed Tevin Coleman. Lamarcus Joyner is coming back to the to New York, and we've signed a right guard, Lakeland Tomlins, Tomlinson. We've signed a tight end, the tight end from the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, and we've signed two other people today. Um, we signed a cornerback, DJ Reed, and we signed a safety. I mean, it sounds like you guys are legit in rebuild mode. Oh, absolutely! I and mean, you know what? There, there's gonna be there's gonna be some people that are looking at this free agent market because um, there was a guy out there that uh, the Jets really, really wanted. Um, they wanted to get the the safety from the Saints. I forgot what his name is. Uh, his last name was Williams, um, and he eventually ended up going to another team. Hugh Douglas refuses to overpay. You know, at this point, and you know, I got to give him a lot of credit because if you look at some other guys, they probably would have said, you know what? Uh, here's a guy that we really, really want. We're not a very sexy team in terms of bringing us over here. Yeah. We're gonna have to overpay to get the guy here. Yeah, and you know, this guy was really good, but is he worth fifteen million dollars a year for a safety? That's, that's a lot of that's, that's a, a lot that's of money. Lot of, yeah, that's that's tough, man. That's yeah, tough. and so for a team that is that is a contender, you can make the case and say, okay, he's the last piece that we need. Let's bring him in. Yeah, because for you can win team, a bowl if you're a contender. If you're a contender, exactly. you throw the kitchen sink out there. You know what exactly. I mean? If you're a team that's rebuilding, you don't want to put all your eggs in the basket on one guy. That especially a safety, and I hate to say it, safeties are are 
they're very, very important. They're kind of like the quarterback of the defense over yeah. there, you know. But it's clear that the Jets need a lot more than that. So I like the way Hugh Douglas, Joe Douglas is managing his free agency so far. He's brought in um, some young guys, but young guys that have experience in the league to help out his young players. You know what I'm saying? Um, DJ Reed is going to be a guy that's going to help the secondary because he may be, I think, 25 or 26 years old, but he's already been in the league a couple of years. So he can kind of help these rookies out, second year players now, you know, and kind of build something with them and, and stuff. So, so I, I like what they're doing. Now, I got an interesting question for you. Mm-hmm. Would you would this would this be on the table for you if it was? Because it's not. I mean, at least mm-hmm. I don't think it is. But would you trade Zach Wilson for Deshaun Watson? Now that the Deshaun Watson has been cleared of all the stuff and there's no, you know, you know, pending criminal anything going on, the cases were dropped. Would you trade Zach Wilson for Deshaun Watson? Huh, that's a tough one. Because um, you're talking I, about like somebody that you don't you don't know if he's good yet for someone that you know is good. That is true. But you know what? You're you're then it, again. We we go back to this whole thing where it's like, is this team ready to take that next step? Mm-hmm. And it's clear the Jets aren't. So you know, there there's a part of me that's going to say I would not make that trade for two reasons. First of all, again, like I said, you're going to be bringing in a guy that has uh, is going to take a huge part of your salary cap which you desperately need to build your team to get better, right? And second of all, he's already got character issues. Whether he, you know, all these things went away or not, you know, the fact is he was cleared because there wasn't enough to charge him, but he was not, they did not say that he was innocent. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah. no, I mean, there's you know, still a civil, there's still civil, and civil there's cases, a, exactly. And these civil cases are probably going to be settled out of court. To be honest, oh, absolutely, absolutely, they always are. They're never going to go know. to court. But you already you already talking about a guy who may or may not have character issues, and is that the guy that you want coming into your organization and kind of messing around with, especially this team, a young team, an impressionable team, a team that does not know how to be in the NFL. And you're going to have your your main guy with all these issues kind of surrounding him. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it works well for the Jets. You know, I really, really don't. So me personally, as much as I like Deshaun Watson, and I actually wanted him when when uh, we had the opportunity to draft him. Yeah. Um, and we actually let him go. But, you know, looking at what's happened since then, he is a talent, but there are there are consequences to that talent that, you know, may impact the team negatively. So I wouldn't take a chance on that. Well, you know? it's funny because there's some stuff that just kind of came out either, either in the last like hour or so, or, or today at some point today, but do you know who now just jumped into the, uh, the Sean Watson sweepstakes? Who? The Browns. That makes sense. I know they're not happy with Baker Mayfield. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. um, but again, they're a so team. then where does Mayfield They're go, do you think? Oh, Mayfield will go anywhere. I mean, you know, quarterbacks quarterbacks are not a dime a dozen. It's, you know, um, for God's sake, you know, Mitch, Mitch Trubisky yeah. is, is getting is getting tons of money. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick is still out there making money. So, I mean, yeah, if he true. can do it, 
then Baker Mayfield definitely have yeah, a place funny because to I stop. do like Baker Mayfield. I like him as a quarterback. I think that, um, you know, I, I sort of like his personality. I think that like a lot of the stuff that has come out of the last like couple years had to do with the fact of where he was, you know, on the Browns. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think that it would be I don't think that it would be great necessarily for Deshaun Watson to 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 go to the Browns. But I don't know. Maybe it will. Um, but they have so talent. I, they yeah, do they have do, talent, but there's like there's like a stigma with 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 playing for the Browns, you know. No, I I know I get it, you know. Um, and listen, you you have to give credit where credit is due. Uh, Baker Mayfield took that team that was floundering and lousy for how many years, and he elevated that team to a playoffs yeah. playoff contender, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. Um, he may have overstayed his welcome there. He's the type of guy that his personality. Uh, you love him if he's on your team. You hate him if you're playing against. Right? He's got that. He's got that. That. That brash. That. Uh. That swagger and stuff like that. And who knows? Maybe. Maybe it's kind of that. That whole thing is kind of um, running. I just course wonder over would he, would he, I wonder if he would fit in blue. No, I don't. I <laughs> no, no. And, and but even as a, a backup. Well, as a backup, I mean, it's fine. He's definitely not but, playing a backup. Well, you—he's. I I don't know if his arm is built for the Meadowlands now. Oh, I'm sorry, MetLife, <laughs> MetLife <laughs> Stadium. You know, yes. You can I, also I, just call it Giant Stadium. Yeah, it's true. You know, <laughs> no, no. Listen, it, it it it. That's one of the biggest gripes that I have. Um, is there's two gripes I have with MetLife Stadium. Right. Mm-hmm. First of all, the Jets had the opportunity to go get their own stadium and chose not to. Mm-hmm. And the second thing is that they chose to build that monstrosity. That is probably one of the ugliest stadiums in the United States. It is look not at, that you ugly. Look at, you look at you look at places like SoFi Stadium. SoFi Stadium SoFi doesn't is count. SoFi is literally, yeah, but that's like literally the newest stadium that is also like MetLife most- isn't all that far away. I understand what, what that, but we're that? talking about SoFi Stadium is also a state-of-the-art stadium that can't be compared to any stadium, period. But there's a lot of stadiums that are that are way yeah, better know, than, the, that. than Mets. It's not and, that. and it's it's not like you're looking at MetLife Stadium and saying, you know what? Yeah, this is a 50-year-old dyn- dinosaur. What, have they been open for like 10 years or so? It's not that You bad. had the opportunity. And so you take the Meadowlands, right, which was clearly an old stadium. And what do you do? You make the MetLife Stadium almost the exact same thing. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. What's the point? Well, I know, I know that, but I'm just saying, like, if Meadowlands was good, why is MetLife not good? But I'm saying you had the opportunity to yeah, modernize. Yeah, yeah. You didn't I modernize. Know, what? I know. The only know. thing is, you added a couple of screens outside. <laughs> you know, MetLife Stadium. I hate. <laughs> I, listen, MetLife Stadium. I hate to say it is an ugly stadium. It really is. So. Compared to some of them out there. Anyway, I know we're we're getting off track here, um, but like I said, the Jets are 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 kind of rocking it right now. Um, they know, are, they, man. Like yesterday they, was like kind of like Giants hell, where every single update was a a a a a, a gangrene update. And I'm like, where the hell are my guys? <laughs> well, like I and, said, and, and, and the first news, and the first, though, and the right? first news was, oh, Ingram is 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 now going over. How do you feel know, about that? You know, 
I like Ingram because I think Ingram was such a solid player. You know, he he wasn't like a superstar, but he wasn't. He was reliable. He was he, he was somebody that you can count on, and and he made a lot of. He was he was pretty clutch too. So it's kind of tough to to not have him. I would have liked to have seen him under Dable, um, mm-hmm. but you know, it's it's not a piece that I'm like that 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 I'm that I'm on my knees and crying to the football gods. Why did they do this? You know, so it is what it is. Again, yeah. right now I'm I'm in the uh, I'm in the camp of like you know like I'm gonna let these guys do anything and everything that they want to do, and I'm gonna back them every single which way, no matter what decision they do for this first year, because that's what you do as a fan. Mm-hmm. You back your teams. Okay. Now, if after this first year we don't have any kind of you know improvement, then I'm gonna start asking questions. Year after that, we still don't improve. Then I'm gonna start hating on them. Yeah. But right now, Joe, Shane, and Dable, they got they got my full support. There you go. So listen, uh, with the Giants, it's it's gonna take some time. I, I think any Giant fan has to has to look at this realistically and say, you know what, you guys are in salary cap, you know, hell. But at least it seems like the the general manager knows what he's doing. He's he's got so there is a future for you guys. So you know, I, I would I would look at it that way. Um, just another couple of things here. Tampa Bay gets another wide receiver, um, and they they take it away from Atlanta. And so this is kind of like what we were talking about before, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Brady's back. Let's see how many guys we can kind of bring in to reload and get ready. So, yeah. you know, they, they took um, Russell Gage from Atlanta. Uh, Russell Gage is a 26-year-old wideout who posted a 71% success rate against man coverage last year. So Brady gets another target on top of Mike Evans, on top of um, Godwin when he comes back from injury. Gronkowski, As we don't if know Brady if he's needed coming back. Anymore. You know, so yeah, so Brady, Tampa is going to be okay. <laughs> Tampa Tampa's going to be okay, you know. Well, so, so, so we're there on football. What about baseball? Have you been following anything baseball or basketball while you've been recovering the last like week or so? I have not. Have you, wa- been- you haven't been able to watch any games, Knicks games. I watched a couple of you know a couple of minutes here before mm-hmm. um, before I had to jump out and and grab some painkillers and stuff like that. <laughs> and then after that, it's over. It's just were, were, were the painkillers were the painkillers because of the shoulder or because of the game? <laughs> oh, totally because of the game. Forget forget about the shoulder. The shoulder's fine, you know. <clears throat> Listen, the the Knicks. Yeah, let's the, talk a little bit about the Knicks. Yeah, I mean, let, you know, because last week was 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 a very interesting week. Okay, last week the Knicks they had like a little mini streak going. They they won three on the road. Okay, um, got lucky. What do you mean got lucky? They didn't get lucky. They just played really well against some some really good teams, and then they played really well still against the teams that they lost to. You know, we we still have an issue closing on the fourth. We lost a nail biter. the 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 game against the uh, the Nets was literally wire to wire, like end on end. And don't forget that KD is still, if not the best, one of the top three best players in the entire yeah, league. Yeah, but you know and what? He, and he dropped fifty six on them because okay? come on, Kyrie man. Kyrie wasn't playing and Seth Curry wasn't playing. I okay. mean, come okay. on, you know. So 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 let me ask you a question. Would you put like what team would you pick? The Nets without Kyrie and without uh Seth Curry, but they have a uh, they have KD or the Knicks with all their players available. Oh, the Nets. Why? 
because of K, because of because of Katie because they have because uh, they have KD. Of, yeah, yeah, but that that still doesn't that still doesn't mean that you know they beat the Nets at full strength. They didn't. They I understand missing, that they didn't, but they it's just that it's two still, out of the top three still, guys. It's still, you know? it's still a inconceivable, inconceivable thing to 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 play that well against him when it's a night that he dropped fifty six points. The reason he dropped fifty six points is because he had to. He had to carry that. I team. understand that, but that's you what I'm what saying? saying. Like you know, that's it's a different kind of player, you know, and 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 it just it sucks. It would have been great for them to beat him, but you know what? You can't like you know if you lose by one point to the Nets, you know, um, like it can't just automatically be like, all right, when we win, awesome. When we lose, even if it's by one point, the entire team sucks. That's what it seems like. And and you know me. I've been I mean, we do the Randall report over here. You know that I I, know. I hate on Randall when I need to hate on Randall and I hate on the next when I need to hate on them. But I got to give credit where credit's due. They played to the wire with with against one of the greatest players of all time. Okay. Okay, I that's have, it. I have, have been, to stay. Okay. I have been I have been vastly we we have differences of, of opinions with the next because uh, I have not been on the next bandwagon all year, regardless of whether we win or lose, because I still see the same issues pop up with them over and over and over again. And listen, a broken clock is right twice a day, right? So, so for the next, but three times in a row, things happen. I mean, it is the <laughs> NBA. On. You know what I'm saying? People give them do, a little bit of credit. I listen. I will give them the credit that they are playing hard, right? I, I, and that's the one thing that. You know, up until this point, you can say about this Knicks team is that they haven't given up on the season yet. But this is not a playoff team. Let let's not, okay, let's not mistake not a, it at okay, all. You know what I'm saying? They're not a playoff team. But come on, man, we can't just keep ragging on them forever when they're playing as good as they they they're playing as hard and as good as they can play. You okay. Know, clearly, we have things missing on our team. Pieces missing on our team. We still have a lot of injury issues. With our with our players, especially it's when not. Cam Reddish was starting to get started, all of a sudden now he's out for the rest of the season. You know, um, yeah. But even if even if you bring all these pieces back, they're still not a playoff team. There's still the work that needs to be done with this team. So you this don't is, think you don't think be losing by three points to the Nets, losing by four points to the Grizzlies, that there's no credit there for the Knicks. I'm sorry. The Grizzlies are one of the best. They they are in the top of the, the the top of the league right now with John Morant and everything. Listen, when I when I used to play football back in high school, this isn't things, football. No, no, no. But listen, listen. This this applies, right? Oh my gosh! Our How? coach used Go. to say there is no such thing as moral victories. Either you win or you lose. That's it. Now okay. you and lose, I'm not, oh, right. you lose, right? And you hope that that losing teaches you something. But at the For end of the sure. day, it's still a loss. For and, sure. And to absolutely, quote, to absolutely quote, agree. I'm gonna quote somebody else. The Minnesota Vikings coach, Danny Green, they are who we thought they are. The Knicks are not a playoff team. They're okay. just not and that And that's good. fine. I'm not saying that they are. I'm not and saying that they are. But I just don't think that, like, we should be ragging on them, on them that bad. Like, if you look at some of these comments, it's they win and they get on a three-game win, uh, three win streak. And it's like, oh, man, like, we're back. It's all great. And, and I don't believe that. I didn't believe that they were back. Don't, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong. But then they lose one game. By four points, so they lose one game by one point, and it's fire the whole team. It's been ten years of misery with the Knicks. 
We've seen this play, but we've we've seen what this they, play what before. What is what does Tom Thibodeau you know have anything to do with what happened ten years ago? This is my issue. Like, but it's, but it's, the it's, thing it's, is, you know, hold on, hold on. All right, Listen. how could you expect Randall to not be upset and like crazy with the fans if this is the reaction when they let lose me, by one point? Let me ask you a question. Okay, mm-hmm. coming off what happened last year, did you not think this team was ready to take the next step? I did. Absolutely. And has that happened? No, it has not. So you cannot say that people are not disappointed in this team and vocally showing it when you had the expectation that this year was going to be the year that we're going to take the next step. And instead, what we're doing is that we're, especially in the last two months or so, we've had this team look like they're gang gang beaters in the first two periods of the in the first half of all of these games only to see 25 point you know uh 25 point leads 29 point leads 30 point leads disappear we have within an instant we have an issue we so, have an issue with crumbling under pressure there's no question about it okay and i'm so not then, saying you know no what? i'm not there's saying a reason no. why people are being negative about, about this team because you can be negative about but i'm just saying like come on like just one like you, you lose you lose you got to be a little bit objective you lose one game by one point when you have really good really good play from from you know, most of the players on the team and they made some mistakes that cost them the game by a point. And then it's instantly, this guy's the most trash person I've ever seen. Throw the entire team out is literally everything that you see on social media. I think that that's unfair. Yeah, but, and that's okay. the kind of thing that would make, okay. that would make me want to flip off but, fans But too. see, you just hit it. You're talking about social media. Social media is, is, is prone to extremes. Either, yeah, either that's what they're I'm saying. praising you or they're hating you. I know. And that's the I'm thing just that telling I was, you. Yeah. I'm just telling you, I've been on them since the beginning of the year. Yeah, no, I have I haven't I haven't I haven't fluctuated at, at this you know at all throughout this run. Well, I've look, always I'm, said, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna enjoy them when they're not, good. Oh, absolutely. But yeah. I've always said this is not a playoff team. They're not. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't think years. that. They, I don't you know? think that they're a playoff team. I don't think that they're a great team either. Okay, I'm just saying, like, I enjoy them when they play well. I give credit when they play hard, but I'm not going to beat them down when they when 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 they lose. Now, when they lose, you know, huge leads in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I'm going to beat them down when they lose by 30, 40 points in total. Yeah, I'm going to beat them down, but I'm not going to beat them down for good, hard, you know, honest effort. But listen, I, I I I did start this conversation by saying that you know I do believe that these these guys are working hard, so I'm not taking that yeah. away from them. You know what I'm saying? I just don't think they're a good team. And you know what? I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna put it out there. This is not a good team. I fully expect, and and I don't know if it's gonna happen because we haven't heard boo from the general manager on what the plan uh, is. Do we know? have a general manager? I, don't I didn't know. realize that we did. Well, I don't think we ever had. Doesn't ever say a single word. Well, listen. He's he's what what was he before uh, he became the general? He was a player agent. Yeah. What possesses the Knicks to go out and get a player agent? What they he thought that he's a, a great evaluator of talent because he knows how to sign contracts. I mean, come on, seriously, you know. So I think that that kind of boils into the frustration that we as Knicks fans have also because we see last year what. Could could potentially happen with this team, right? This year we're seeing the exact opposite, right? Yeah, yeah. And then at the same time, we're not hearing of a plan. 
Yeah, what's I don't, I don't, the plan I don't know what the game plan team. is. I don't know what's exactly going on. I think that like this year is really going to be a wash, which sucks because I think that there's, 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 there is. I still think that there's something there. I just think that we're missing one or two key little pieces, maybe one or two key things that need to happen in in how they prepare for games because it's not like it's not like they're not playing. It's not like they're not playing good basketball. It's just they're not closing on that good basketball play. And, you know, it, it's funny because... I mean, and of course, I say that I say that with an asterisk because they're definitely nights where they are absolutely atrocious. Right, right. But I, I do find it interesting that this kind of, quote-unquote, good streak that the Knicks are on is coinciding with the fact that um, Emmanuel quickly is playing very well at the point guard position. You know, he's he's averaging, I think, like 25 minutes a night now. Um and I believe he's averaging like 15 points a game. He's a guy that knows how to hit three. The the crowd he's actually really falls well defensively in, too. Yeah, and the crowd is falling in love with him. He's got that little floater that he does that you know it seems unstoppable yeah. and stuff. That's what the Knicks need. They need a point guard. They need somebody because the problem is is that when you start flowing the offense, especially at the end of games through Randall, Randall is bringing the ball up court. Everybody shuts down and it becomes an isolation game. And and that's where we lose our leads. We have to have that point guard to bring the ball up so that Randall, uh, Barrett, they can get into their positions in the offense and do what they do best. When you have Randall bringing the ball up, that's a rep- recipe for disaster. No matter how good you think he is, you know, he's not a guy that should be bringing the ball up and starting the offense, you mm-hmm. know? So um, let's see what happens. I mean, quickly is a guy that... You know he's he's hot and cold. Right now he seems yeah. to be hot, the, and the Knicks are playing better. So, you know. yeah, I mean we'll see. We we still got a few key games in order to to, to possibly still get into the playing tournament. <laughs> um, <laughs> I I just want to see as like you know maybe call me a glutton for punishment, but I I still want to see them in the playing tournament. I think it's uh I don't you know if it's if it's doable, then do it. You know that's the way that I look at things. Yeah, but you know what? It, it we've seen this play with the Jets also. They um, you know, they have a horrible season, and then toward the end of the season, they play well, and everybody starts getting high hopes and say, "Hey, maybe this team is not that far away." And then you go into the off season and you don't do anything to advance it, and I feel the you. next season I feel you, you start it again. I'm with I, you. I'm like, don't make the playoffs because then that way it shows that you need work done on this team. You know, yeah, and no, I know I as a I mean, fan, I don't think that anybody disputes that we need a lot, a lot of work. So. Yeah, I just I don't want the fool's gold at the end of the you year know where who they, else needs they work? go over there. Who's you that? Know who, the Yankees need work. Yankees are doing well. <laughs> you know, Yankees. Uh, Well, you know what? I don't what, know. What do you, what do you think about that, that trade for Donaldson? Well, actually, I like the trade. I like the trade because I didn't like Gary Sanchez on the team. Gary Sanchez okay. was terribly defensively, and that was our biggest issue. You know, aside from the fact that we aren't hitting the way that we're used to hitting, you know, mm-hmm. prior to the last season, the previous four seasons, we were in the top three in a run scored. And last season, we were 19th in the entire league run scored. So right. we, we, we're we not hitting the ball, but it also doesn't help when we have a terrible you know, Pee Wee League defensive player like Gary Sanchez. You know what I mean? And you know what? And it just 
He you hits know, home runs, but he doesn't hit for average. So what's the point? Yeah, so know? it doesn't matter. You know, now we got a player that's a little bit older. For, not a little bit older, but definitely yeah, older. Yeah, he's much older. But he's he's a veteran. He's a real pro. He knows how to hit. He knows how to be clutch. And he can play defense, which is what we're lacking. You know, a lot of our games last year, even though they were very low-scoring games, a lot of our games we lost because we didn't play well defensively. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, we would score one or two runs. Yeah, a little bit of a slow game when you have an only like a one-run game and stuff. Uh, but, you know, our record we would be very, very different if we just had a little bit of defense. Kind of like the exact same thing that's happening with the Knicks, you know? Uh, how, how do you feel about the um, the so, so-called beef that Donaldson has with Garrett Cole? Uh, I think that when it comes to I think when it comes to uh, playing on the same team that all that stuff gets squashed. I don't think that they're yeah, gonna I care. So, you know, I think that they're professionals. They get paid way too much to beef with each other when when all they want to do is win games in general. You know, yeah. um, maybe they don't have like the most um, uh, congenial relationship out like uh, like outside of uh, the the stadium and stuff. You don't think they're going out for tea and crumpets afterwards? <laughs> I don't <laughs> think they're going for tea and crumpets, but who knows? We don't know. Um, you know, uh, the the whole spider tack issue and and all that stuff. Like that that was Donaldson. Unfortunately, used Garrett Cole as a uh, as 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 an example, but he's referring to everyone in the league. You know, he mm-hmm. wasn't he wasn't specifically saying that like this one player uses it and I'm going to name him and that's it. He's talking about it being a problem across the league, which led to the uh, ban on it and the ch- and the new rules checking the uh, the balls and the mitts and all that stuff randomly mid game. And when you come out. So um, so Donaldson just brought to light something that was perceived to be an issue. And Gary Cole happened to be in the crosshairs or not in, in the crosshairs, but just collateral damage. Well, yeah. it, it, it's interesting that because Brian I guarantee Cashman, you, I guarantee you that he would not have called out even if even if it was a player that he didn't agree with on his own team, he wouldn't have called out a teammate by name, mm-hmm. you know, even if he knew it was going to affect them. Yeah. So. Well, like, like I said, it's interesting because Brian Cashman, before the trade went down, actually spoke to Cole just to kind of give him a heads up on the whole situation and stuff. Mm-hmm. So you know, I think that was a very classy move on on yeah, Brian Cashman's yeah. part. Um, with this trade, though, it, it does seem like the Yankees are now out of the Carlos Correa conversation. I could give a crap about and, uh, Carlos Correa. The guy that I really want is Freddie Freeman. Yeah, well, I don't think they go for him either because, you know, they, they're kind of set now um, with this trade. You know, they have their first baseman. Um, they've upgraded defensively third base, shortstop, second base, and catcher because of it. And the uh, shortstop, they have a guy in waiting. So the guy that they brought in is basically just kind of a holding yeah, the Yeah, but I don't know. I still want Freddie Freeman. Like, however, Freddie Freeman just, like, screams pinstripes. You know, that name, the look, the, you know, the way that he plays, that's that's Yankees all day. If, if this was George, if this was George mm-hmm. Steinbrenner, he would have been made this, and he would have made the team make it happen. Yeah. You know, because it's like, you know, some people exude the pinstripe look and, and, and feel, you know, like Roger Clemens, the Rocket, he, no matter where he played, he just had that look and feel of a Yankees, you know, heavy beat down mean pitcher, you know, and Freddie Freeman to me is that kind of a player that like when he when when you look at him and you you envision him as a Yankee, it just makes sense, you know. So whatever they got to do to make it work, they should make it work, you know. Yeah. Put Freddie Freeman in the first on first, put uh put a DJ in second, and and we're good to go. Yeah, well, 
you know, there, there's still there's still rumblings that the Yankees may still be in that that um, conversation with Freddie Freeman. Um, the latest it sounds rankings, like he's going to Boston, though. Yeah, probably. Um, which sucks and that's the other us. thing too. We should pick him up just so that the, uh, just so that, that that Boston does it. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll see what happens. Um, God, I miss George Steinbrenner. The uh, the latest rankings had the Yankees third and the Mets fourth. Do you think this changes that in any way? Um, Do the Yankees move up because of the trade, or they kind of stay where where they're at right now? You know. I think they stay where they're at. I mean, I'm surprised that the Mets are even fourth. I think that the the Mets would rate higher, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, they they brought in they they look like they have the makings of a really really good pitching staff here, you know. Yeah. So um, you know, we'll we'll see. I mean, I mean, I'm not giving credit to Mets for anything, so Mets can <laughs> suck it. Sorry, Mets fans. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I don't even know what to say after that. The Mets know? are literally the Mets fans are literally the worst fans in all of. Listen, like I they're worse than Philly fans. You know, they're I, just obnoxious. I I do hate to say it because I have, I I do have uh, Mets fan, fans friends that are Mets fans, but I do have to say you know what they they kind of they kind of rub Yankee fans the wrong way because, dude, guys, you haven't won anything. I know. You know, stop acting like, like you're fans. number one. They're kind of you know? like Nets fans. Well, you got Jesus. somebody. You got you got Daddy Cohen with with money now. Oh well, welcome to the club. Now you know how we feel. Yeah, okay? we've been we've been doing Except it for how many years? We've still been winning. Yeah, Jesus. But they do have they do have the makings of a, a pretty decent pitching staff. So I'm just glad that baseball is back, and I that I am super ecstatic. And about. you were right; I was wrong because I thought this was going to drag out much, much longer. Oh nah, man, you know they did it. So, um, what is it? April April seventh week of Rickman, right? April seventh. Oh, April seventh will be the uh, official opening day. So we got less than a month away for yeah, man, for Spick training to kick in and wrap up. So yeah, yeah. How many injuries? How many injuries are we gonna get the first month of the season? <laughs> oh, man, I could, no, I could no, just, no. I could just imagine. You know, the one thing that I do down. want to know is how healthy DJ LeMahieu is because last year he was really plagued and it really affected him. But I think that, like, hopefully, now that I think, I hope that those issues have have subsided and then we can get the real DJ back. You know, because we, yeah. we paid a, a hefty sum of money for DJ. Listen, if if oh. he's back, we're gonna have a hell of a lineup. That's for damn sure. You know, you so, know what else? I'm really happy to be back. What's up? You. Hey, back. thank you. Thank you. You know, glad to have even, you sitting in that, even, in that chair across from me digitally. One, one arm is fine. <laughs> <laughs> one arm is cool. One arm is cool. Cyborg. And anyway, we have the money. We can rebuild him. We can any, make him better. Any, anything else that we're missing? Uh, not that I'm aware of. I mean, all right. Well, then you know we got another those, week of sports ahead. Sports no news, scandals. really. Sports news, really. Hopefully, not oh, Canada. I I do have to say one thing. And what's up? This is this may or may not be sports related, depending on your take on the quote unquote sport. Um, it saddens me to hear the passing of Scott Hall. Oh man, dude, we should have opened with that. Oh yeah, I you know I I, I, I wanted to speak about that and I completely forgot about it because I'm still dude. under the painkillers. Yeah. But you know he was a guy that I I used to watch uh, wrestling back in the 80s and 90s. Yeah, to me, me too, man. 
to me, that was probably the best period that the WWF. The oh, atti- I'm sorry, the, atti- the, the WWE, the Attitude Era, the Attitude yeah. Era, and the the, 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 the Monday NW- Night Wars. Yeah, the Monday Night Wars. Man, I want to go back to 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 watching some of these documentaries, some of these old matches because Razor yeah. Ramon will, was one of the main reasons I fell in love with uh with wrestling and with Shawn Michaels because. The first match I think that I saw that I really, really was like, oh, man, Shawn Michaels is my favorite wrestler was his first ladder match with Razor Ramon. And even though mm-hmm. he lost that match, I also like it was just like cool. You know, you have like HBK and then like the bad guy, like the way that they wrestled. And that match, I think, is rated, you know, fifth all time of WrestleMania matches as far as performances go, because we know it's a performance and mm-hmm. and all that. But um, not only that, just. Just the camaraderie that like Scott Hall had with um, Shawn Michaels and 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 Diesel and and the rest of the uh, the Wolf Pack, so to speak, you know, DX mm-hmm. and NWO and all that, and how big of an effect they had on the industry because when they split up, essentially business wise, when they business wise split up, and Scott Hall and Kevin Nash went to WCW, they were still best friends, and they figured out like between Hunter Hearst Helmsley, Shawn Michaels, Diesel, and Razor Ramon, they figured how they can manipulate both companies to serve them as professionals, you know? So they created the whole DX versus NWO thing just so that they're still technically working together. And Mm -hmm. it's just, it was the most fun era. And, you know, Scott Hall with the WCW surveys and all his quotes, man. Scott Scott Hall, Scott Hall always, always, I'll always remember Scott Hall because he beat, quote unquote beat my favorite wrestler of all time that's goldberg when he had his undefeated streak going uh i believe yeah at the time, he's the one that, that killed it he's yeah he, it, he it was it was a match versus kevin nash and he was about to win his 173rd straight i mean his 174th straight match and here comes scott hall complete with the uh stun gun to knock out Goldberg and give the the victory over to Kevin Nash, I, those, yeah. those those were some great times. And you know it really what? It's was. unfortunate. It really was. And you can see that the love that everybody in the in the wrestling community had, because the outpouring of you know uh, condolences and love that you see on social media and Twitter and all that other stuff, it just shows you the measure of the man that Scott Hall was. So. Um, he will and also, be I mean, the one quote, and I would like to, to to close this by leaving it with you guys, the, the the quote that kind of immortalizes him, but is also inspirational because he dealt with a lot of demons. He dealt with uh, mm-hmm. drug abuse and, and things like that, but he rehabilitated himself. He really worked to to get himself back to being a healthy person. And then this unfortunate uh, situation happened. And, and now we have the passing of Scott Hall. But this really is one of the most one of the greatest quotes that you can have from someone as legendary as Scott Hall. Hard work pays off, dreams come true, bad times don't last, but bad guys do. Damn. Rest in peace, go. Scott Hall. Rest in peace, man. And that's gonna be it for us, right? Yeah, man. So, so anyway, it was good. It was good hanging with you guys. It was good talking to talking to you, Walt, and uh catching up with everyone. Remember, please like, rate, share, and subscribe. Um, and see you guys next week. Later. Peace.